Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. It is episode 31. Today, I've got a book review for you guys. I have a movie review and then just kind of things that I've been up to. I was trying to think of topics for this week and I was like, what have I been doing? Truly what? Um, I don't know. Sleeping, waking up, starting my work, not showering till noon, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, before we get started, as always, we've got to give a shout out to our patrons. We have a new patron, everybody. A soft, gentle round of applause. Sounds pitiful. For Caitlin Murphy. Thank you so much for joining. If you guys are interested in becoming patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. And as always, we have our sponsors, including the following. Liz Walsh, Lauren Thomas, Eric Courtright, Hannah Baker, and love you. And love you. Remember the Anne Charles story? I don't think, I don't know if any of you even remember me telling that. I've said it before, but it reminds me of my middle school, what was it, algebra class? Our substitute teacher would do the role and she'd be like, da 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 and Charles. And it just stuck with me forever. Um, so yes, thank you so much to our sponsees and our patrons and all of you who are supporting the pod. Thanks. Um, I just want to give another reminder for you guys to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Oh, good news. Also, we are now on Spotify. In case you didn't see me mention that recently, um, I had to switch podcast host service. That doesn't make sense. Uh, you have to host your podcast somewhere and certain podcast hosts have like deals with Spotify that makes it easier to get your podcast on it. So I did that and now we're on Spotify. So wherever you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube, now you know you have another medium that you could possibly listen through. Um, but anyway, make sure you subscribe if you were listening on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Um, I'm going to try to get a little bit more traffic. The way that a, a podcast can grow and be recognized by new people is if it shows up on any lists or charts or whatever. And um, that happens through subscriptions, downloads, and reviews. So again, if you guys would like to leave a review for the podcast be much appreciated. We have gotten a few <laughs> reviews recently, so I want to read just um, a couple. I'm, I'm, I get so excited every time I see a review because I'm like, fuck yes, this is my time. Um, and you guys, I think, are like brutally honest. So honestly, love it. Thank you. Um, let's, let's check this out. <laughs> so going back to um, Chody K, who I joked was Cody Co, even though it's unlikely. I mean, Cody, if you're listening, what's up, dude? But it's probably not you. Um, three stars. <laughs> I love your advice and your soothing voice to listen to while I work. First of all, thank you for saying that my voice is soothing. It doesn't feel soothing or sound soothing to me, but I hope that it is soothing to some of your ears. Um, but I genuinely hate when you talk about any type of politics. I have zero interest in politics, but I listen to your podcast to be entertained, not lectured on what your political beliefs are. Keep up the comedy. First of all, I hear you. I totally hear you and I appreciate it. Like I said last week, I'm going to be toning down the political discussions. If I have anything I must say, they will be included at the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> but thank you for saying keep up the comedy because, again, when I try to classify what this podcast is... It's like, 
is this a comedy podcast? Because sometimes it's not funny. But I hope that some of you find this somewhat funny in some way. So thank you. Um, then Eric, aka Maywither Dragon, said hi, five stars. Thank you. Um, I love the political talks and vegan stuff, my, but my absolute favorite is the ASMR discussions of the time you studied abroad in France. So, <laughs> love it. Eric always does appreciate the ASMR and the intro dancing, so thank you so much. Um, and then we got a four star, I recommend, from Hello. And then that dollar sign kind of smiley face. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy listening to the podcast. You discuss relevant topics and it makes my commute to school much easier. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Thank you. I like your political commentary and I don't think you should stop talking about things you're passionate about. I also enjoy when you talk about movies and shows. However, sometimes you do seem like recording is a chore and I wish you were more consistent. Other than that, I like what you're doing and will continue to listen. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate the um, constructive criticism in the reviews. Of course, I love a simple five-star review as well. But really, I it is important to me that you guys enjoy, you know, how I'm doing this podcast. Because obviously, I'm recording, ideally, a weekly hour-long episode. And it's for you guys to listen to. As fun as it is for me to talk to myself, as I do often, um, it's for you guys. So I want you guys to enjoy it. Anyway, leave a review, please. And you might be featured in next week's episode. So leave me something fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to, to that note of it sounding like sometimes the podcast is a chore, let me be real for a second. I'm not going to be depressing the whole episode. But um, I struggle with low energy levels, like, chronically, like every single day of my life in the past year, at least, I've had extremely low energy. So it does make it really difficult for me to do anything. I'm smiling as I'm saying this to cover up the pain. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coping with it and trying to figure out how to fix my energy problems. But um, sometimes it is, it is not a chore, because it's something that I enjoy. But it's something that is physically taxing, which seems funny because I'm just sitting here leaning against a wall talking. Um, but even that can be kind of taxing on me sometimes. But don't get it twisted. I enjoy the podcast. I want to keep up with the podcast. This is something that I love to do. Um, but, you know, sometimes to get your work done, you do have to push yourself through some physical barriers or mental barriers. And uh, that's that. That's that on that. So let's jump right into some reviews. So I've been consuming some content, lady. Lady. I've been consuming some content, lady. By the way, um, my speaking is so messed up lately. I'm like, what's going on in my head? There are times when <laughs> I either speak ridiculously slowly and I just can't seem to string a sentence together. Um, but recently it's just been like, my words get all mixed up in my mouth, or I just say things, like, backwards. Not, like, literally backwards, that would be kind of satanic. Um, but, like, I don't know, I catch myself stumbling. And it's like, maybe I'm just not speaking out loud enough. That's probably part of it. Practice makes perfect. Also, my teeth feel foreign in my mouth. So, what can you do with that? Um, okay. We have a book review! Thank you guys so much. Also, a lot of people uh, have requested 
the movie reviews, more so of those, but also book and or music reviews. And I appreciate that you guys are (laughs) interested in hearing any of my taste, I guess. Um, So this week's book review is like the first book that I've been able to finish reading in so long. For a long time, I was reading two books. Um, One is this like crime, crime mystery book that I literally bought in the summer of 2017 and didn't start reading until like a year later. That one is called The Skin Collector. It's it's the sequel to The Bone Collector, which I haven't read. So I'm like, great, reading the second book and not knowing the first. Um, but yeah, I, I was reading that one for a while. But like, I love to read before bed because it makes me a little sleepy. And that one's like about getting murdered like in a basement in New York City. So <laughs> I don't really like reading that before bed. And then the second book that I had been reading is You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Sincero. Um, I read her first book, You Are a Badass, which is like a, you know, self-help kind of book. And I'm not hugely into self-help books. Hers are kind of like, woo-woo, if that makes sense to you. Kind of like spiritual, talking about the universe, law of attraction, which I loosely believe in, but like, I don't think it can hold my attention enough to read a book that's repeating it for like 200 pages. So You Are a Badass at Making Money, was good because there are some good reminders in there about making money, you know, handling your finances. But a lot of it is, like, so much about law of attraction that I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Give me some more tips. Give me some stories. Um, So maybe I'm just reading the wrong book, obviously. I hope I can finish that one just to say that I finish it. But that's back in New York in storage, I'm pretty sure. So another day. But... The book that I finished is called The Sky is Everywhere by Jandy Nelson. I went to a charity shop the other day in town. Um, In the UK, they call thrift stores or secondhand stores charity shops because all of them directly benefit a particular charity, which I think is great. So we went to a charity shop and I was peeking at the books and I was just so drawn. I've been craving like a young adult just easy kind of fiction read. Um, Just a nice light novel because, again, it's like I like reading some different types of books, sometimes nonfiction or other kinds of novels, whatever, but there's just something about YA fiction that's like it's so readable and it's it's still very high quality. You can find high quality. Of course, there's an array of quality um, books. (laughs) but um, I don't know it's just something that it's easy for me to fly through and really get into and then like you know keep me turning those pages so the sky is everywhere is um, oh god it's gonna make me sad immediately Um, basically the 17 year old girl named Lenny is the main character and her 19 year old sister dies her name's Bailey so right before the book starts Her sister died suddenly, like, a month ago, and she's just, you know, learning to deal with it and learning to process her grief. So a lot of the book is about grief, um, and it's it's based on the author's own experiences, losing someone important to them um, as a child or young adult or whatever. Um, So that's really beautiful, and it kind of made me scared because I haven't lost someone super close to me in, in some years, so it kind of, like, terrifies me to think about it. And by the way, when I am reading, I'm such an empathetic reader. I don't know if this is a common thing, but like, 
when I'm reading a book until I'm done with it, if I'm really into it, I will be in that mood and it will last. It will like linger in me like when I stop reading and like throughout the day. So (laughs) I'm reading this book and a lot of it is about like the despair and the loss and the emptiness and the anger of her losing her sister. Um, So like I'm reading that and then I put the book down and then I just feel that same energy for for a while, um, which is like very emotionally exhausting. But um, I don't know. I just feel a lot. I'm a very sensitive person. Um, But I liked it. I like a book that can make you feel, obviously. And of course, I was crying often. Um, Because I was thinking about my own sister, my older sister. She's about two years older than me as well. And I was like, oh my god, if I lost my sister, I would be an absolute wreck. Um, So the whole time I tried to not think about her. But um, that was on my mind. So anyway, the, the, the actual plot in the book is while she's dealing with this grief, she's falling in love. Um... And there's a love triangle. So, oh God, it's a mess. This isn't a spoiler because this is all like uh, on the back of the book. It's all in the the little synopsis. So it's not a spoiler. But her bo- her sister's boyfriend uh, is a guy named Toby. And then this new guy comes in town. He's like half French. His name is Joe Fontaine. Joe Fontaine. Fontaine. Oh God, my French is a fucking train wreck. Um, so Toby... And Lenny, somehow, there's a spark, suddenly, after the death of her sister, his girlfriend, um, somehow they find solace in each other, and that's messy as hell. So then, on on that, on its own, (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, this is a mess. I, personally, would feel fucking horrendous, like, oh no. Um, and then, yeah, she meets this other guy, Joe, and he's a dreamboat and blah, blah, blah. And then she's in this twisted love triangle. And I will tell you, nothing hurts me more than the thought of, like, betraying people that I love and, like, the thought of, like, cheating on somebody or, like, being in this love triangle kind of situation. Like, that makes me sick, truly. Um, it's just, oh God, I would feel so, so guilty And then on top of that, the grief. So she's feeling so many things and therefore I am feeling so many things as I'm reading this and absorbing them as my own feelings. um, Oh my God. Nathan would come in wherever I was reading and I would just be crying like every time. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, it's just the book. I'm fine. I think I just got to finish this. So anyway, uh, I finished it a couple days ago, and it was, it was really nice to just be done with it, even though it is sad every time a book ends, once you're really, um, connected to the characters, but yeah, that is called The Sky is Everywhere. I would love to read Jandy Nelson's second novel, which is called I'll Give You the Sun. Um, I would ideally love to find it in another charity shop, but I doubt that I'll be able to, you know, seek it out that quickly. I may cave and just end up buying it new. Um, yeah, that book only cost me one pound. One pound, baby. And then I bought another book for another pound, which is called The Second Child. I'm looking at it over there. And so that's on my list. I'll start reading that soon. By the way, if you guys have a Goodreads account, you can add me on there. I don't know if my username's like Tiffany Ferg or something. I think it's Tiffany Ferg. Uh, yeah, on Goodreads where you can keep track of all the books that you're reading or you want to read and you can leave little reviews. Um, I'm obsessed with, (laughs) like, keeping track of the things that I consume. Uh, So it's really nice to be able to, in the future, go back and be like, oh, this is when I was reading this. I've read all these books. 
I don't know. I love it. Um, okay, so then my movie review. Speaking of being obsessed with keeping track of things, I also have a Letterboxd account, which I think is also under Tiffany Ferg. Um, but Letterboxd, you can track the movies that you watch and you can rate them and then, you know, see other people's ratings and reviews. So I love using that as well. The most recent watch that I put on my Letterboxd is Bohemian Rhapsody. The, um, I, let me be honest, I don't know how to pronounce biopic. Is that it? That's it? Biopic? That sounds right, but then I, I feel like in my head I read it like biopic, and that's just, that can't be right, right? Uh, but anyway, it's a blockbuster kind of movie uh, about Queen, and specifically about the life of Freddie Mercury. Now, a lot of people, um, God, I don't want to show my leg. <laughs> I just lifted up my knee. A lot of people had a problem with, um, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, just right off the bat, they were like, this, I don't think is going to be honest or like real enough. Um, in case you're unaware, uh, Freddie Mercury was the lead singer frontman of Queen, which is one of the greatest bands of all time in terms of like hits and like songs that have made a huge cultural impact and are still wildly popular today. Um, <laughs> but also, he was a closeted gay man for many, many years of his life. I'm pretty sure I read that he didn't formally come out until... I don't know if he didn't come out until the day before he died, or he didn't say that he had AIDS until the day before he died. But um, yes, he, he got HIV and then died of an AIDS-related complication. And that's, of course, tragic because that was like during the height of the AIDS crisis. Um, but yeah, very, very, very fascinating man, fascinating life, fascinating band. And uh, yeah, a lot of people saw the trailer and it's just like, okay, you're using all the best Queen songs and it's this like colorful, exciting thing, but there's no depth to it. So a lot of people were concerned. Um, so going into the movie, I was like, mm, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I, I, I love... I can totally love, like, shallow movies. Like, they don't have to be the most fantastic, deep movie, but especially when you're doing a movie based on someone's life. Um, and obviously, there's a lot to be able to say in that kind of a movie. But, um, I don't know, you can be a little bit more picky, I guess, with how the filmmakers decide to make the film. So, I don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> I just realized that, like, it's not... There almost are no spoilers, obviously, because this is based on a true story. This is based on a person, and it's common knowledge. Spoiler, he dies, eventually. Not even the end of the movie. The end of the movie is the live aid, um, uh, li big giant concert for Africa. Anyway, so the movie. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I was conflicted. I think I rated it like three and a half stars. I tend to be pretty generous with my ratings. But um, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. Obviously, every Queen song is so full of energy that that alone can almost carry a scene. Like you get swept up in it and you're like, oh, this is fun. Um, so basically, most of the movie is about like kind of the process of them making a lot of their hit songs. So uh, it just goes so quickly that I feel like the timing fucks everything up. So, you know, it starts off and you you meet Freddy before he's Freddy, you know? And um, 
you see like he's he doesn't feel like he can be himself. He has some slightly judgmental parents who want him to do something better, you know, than what he's doing. He ends up joining the band. They name it Queen, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's so fast because they're moving through. The, the movie covers, I think, like 15 years of time in like a two hour or less movie. So obviously they have to be very quick about it. But I feel like it ends up feeling choppy because... They still include a lot of major events, but then they rush through them. But anyway, so it goes through kind of the process of making a lot of the songs and their quick rise, rise to fame. And um, yeah, I mean, like in the trailer, they they do the whole uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, mamma mia, mamma mia, higher, you know, over and over. <laughs> and um, I just feel like the pacing was a big problem for me. <coughs> Great. I'm choking. Does anyone else feel like they're allergic to peanuts when they eat something with peanuts in it? Or is it just me? Or am I actually allergic to peanuts? I'm also, like, tearing up. <clears throat> Cute. I want to get through this review, okay? So, yeah, I feel like the pacing really messed me up because, yeah, like, it, the scenes about the music are entertaining. It's cool to kind of imagine how they recorded things. But then all of the, like, actual serious um, parts of Freddy's life. Um, I don't remember the girl's name, but he, like, he had a longtime girlfriend and then realized that he was gay and they broke up, but then they were still close and then he struggled with, like, losing her because she had to move on. Um, and I feel like that wasn't really explored enough. Like, it was a main part of the plot, but also, like, it just did, like, I didn't feel, I knew what I was supposed to feel. I was supposed to feel, like, sad for them and it was like, oh, I wish we could make this work, but we can't. But we still love each other. But I'm so conflicted. I get it. But um, I feel like they just could have represented that relationship in a stronger way. It just felt like very superficial kind of feelings. And again, when you're rushing through a movie like that, um, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to get that depth that you would if you could take your time. So it continues like that. And... I don't know, like, like in the scenes where they're not literally playing a song, it, it just feels boring because it's like you don't have that strong enough connection or explanation on the significance of each of these different relationships and things. So, yeah, I don't know. But then it gets to the end and it's Live Aid and the band is back together and they're performing at this legendary, gigantic, like biggest performance in the world. And of course, it's really beautiful. I did see um, a side-by-side -side comparison of, what's the guy's name? The, the actor who plays Freddy in then actual Freddy's performance, side-by-side. -side. And apparently the movie, like, completely, um, like, move by, hello? Move by move copied the actual thing. Which some people may say, like, oh, this performance is not a performance, it's just a complete impersonation of Freddy. Um, I disagree. I like the way that he played Freddy. I did enjoy the performance. Um, but it is impressive for him to be able to completely and accurately uh, reenact the dance and like the way that Freddy was performing <laughs> during the Live Aid show. So anyway, um, yeah, if you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, I hope I didn't ruin it for you if you are still wanting to see it. But I think for... For what it is, 
it's worth seeing. If you're just going to have a good time and hear some Queen songs, that's it, you know? But don't go in there, like, expecting it to be a deep masterpiece, because I don't think that it is one. Um, anyway, yeah, I love going to the movies, though. It's, it's like, one of my favorite activities. It's so nice to just go to the cinema, <laughs> drink an icy like the piece of trash that you are. <laughs> Sorry to attack any of you if you're also Icy fans, but I don't know what happened. I blame it all on Nathan, but I have to get an Icy every time I go to the movies, even though I know that it's a ridiculous amount of sugar. It's like more sugar than I have in a week in one cup. And it's just like, I'm drinking a cup of ice and syrup, but you know, it's the movie experience. I don't like ever have popcorn because uh, a lot of the time it's buttery and I can't have it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I have to have something to snack on. Come on. Anyway, uh, yeah, I love going to the movies. That's my favorite thing. Wow, we've already talked through 25 minutes. I'm gonna take a freaking break, and we will be right back. See ya! And I'm back. Okay, I have a, a story that's literally making me cry because it's so funny to me. Um, or maybe I'm just crying because I'm emotional. I don't know. Uh, oh, God. Uh, if my mom is listening to this, like, I don't know, probably don't listen. But this is a funny story, okay? It's not even... I was going to say it's not weird. It is pretty weird, but whatever. Um, this week, a few days ago, I waxed Nathan's butt. That's my story. Um, ew, I hate talking about it. I don't know. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> Nathan, like, like a week ago was like, I want to buy this, like, nose hair wax, like, that you stuff up your nose and then you rip your nose hairs out. And I was like, that sounds horrendous and painful and not good for your nose. But he was, like, watching videos of guys doing it, and it looks fucking horrible. I was like, I can't even see any of your nose hairs. Why do you want to do this? And, like, not even to mention, like, why you need to keep nose hairs to keep all those shit out of your sinuses. But anyway, he was set on that idea. And then he was like, also, I think I want to wax my ass. And I was like, excuse me? Why? Um, and this is also, this is Nathan who... Like, if I am helping him pluck his eyebrows, like, he hates it. Like, he can't even stand that. I was like, have you ever been waxed before? No. I was like, I don't know if you'll literally survive even the first little bit. Like, I was completely imagining, like, 40-year-old virgin. Like, he will not. He will not be okay with this. There's going to be one patch done, and that's it. Um, but anyway, we were we were at Boots the other day, and we bought a little home wax kit. And I don't think... I don't think that I've ever done, like, wax strips at home. A few years back, I was into going to European Wax Center, and um, I used to get, like, Brazilians, because I was just, like, pfft, I was on my gap year, and I was just balling out. I was freaking bougie. Because, um, like, waxing is expensive, especially Brazilian waxes. But anyway, I don't know why I was, like, so glamorous back then. It is nice. I mean, I don't know. I love a good wax. Um, it's fucking painful, but, like, not that bad. You know, you can manage it. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I had never bought a home wax thing, and I was like, well, first of all, I don't think you're supposed to use these on any sensitive areas, uh, but I bought one that was for legs, and I was like, well, fuck it. Maybe I'll wax, like, some of my legs, because it's the winter, and I'm getting very lazy with shaving, uh, but I don't, I don't like my 
my dark ankle hairs peeking out when I roll my stupid pants up. Um, and again, no matter how you, how you think about your own body hair, um, it's, it's personal for everyone. I'm not like scared of hair, but you know, obviously I'm picky about it on myself occasionally. So anyway, I don't know exactly when Nathan got the idea because he didn't like ask me about it. Didn't ask me as in like, he didn't, I don't know. He just went from like zero to a hundred. I want to wax my ass. And I was like, well, you mean you want me to wax your ass? So <laughs> like, okay. Um, we were watching this comedy special recently where I don't know what the guy was talking about, but he was talking about shaving his ass. And he was like, you know what? Every dude out there needs to shave their ass. Like that hair just gets unmanageable and you've got to do something. You got to get rid of it. And he was like, this is very crude, but I think it's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> He was like, he's like, okay, here's a little analogy for you. If a bird shit on your head, in your hair, would you just rub that with some toilet paper and think that it was clean? And and Nathan was like, damn, that's true. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Are we ready to have this discussion? Are we ready to talk about... Um, cleanliness in your in your um ass crack region Uh, I like finding the words that I would like to use to talk about this on my podcast is really difficult for me right now because I'm like this goes far far away from my usual topics but then I don't want to be I don't want to be like a prude who's scared to talk about like waxing your ass so I'm just going to be bold and brave about it okay uh this episode has taken quite a turn So (laughs) we buy this leg wax kit. It's like easy. It's these little strips that you just pull apart. I test it out on my leg first. And then Nathan has a very fun time helping me wax my legs. Um, I think he he, like, I don't know. It's just, it's entertaining to watch someone get waxed or to help them wax because like, it's just funny to laugh at each other and um, also kind of be crying because it's somewhat painful. And um, it's just, it's more like you have to tense yourself up so much just to prepare for it, and then it ends up not being that bad, like, every single strip. But anyway, um, then Nathan's like, all right, it's my turn. And by the way, I didn't know we were going to tell anybody about this. The funny thing is, we bought this wax kit, um, we come home, we do all of this, and then he's like, I think I'm going to tell my family. <laughs> and I was like, why? I was like, please don't tell your family. I was like, they're going to think we're fucking weird. We're up here in your room, like, waxing your ass. Like, so many questions. And I would be like, I don't want to hear about that. But also, why not? Why? It's not something you need to be af- ashamed of or afraid of. Why is it taboo? Why, why, why should it be taboo to be out here waxing your significant other's entire body, you know? So anyway, he decided that he would tell his family about it. Uh, and then they made some jokes. And now I think it's fair to talk about it on the podcast. Oh God, I'm just now realizing like anybody could be listening. Hmm. I didn't, um, <laughs> I'm like, did I ask him if I could talk about this on the podcast? I'm pretty sure he said that I should. So here I am. Anyway, so we, we finish part of my legs. I give up. I did not want to even do like my lower half of my legs completely. Cause I just got fucking over it. Um, and also it sucks because the wax obviously doesn't get every single hair. So you're like waxing these these horrible patchy spots and it's like is this 
at all easier than just shaving. Um, so anyway, then he's, he's, he puts on a brave face and he's like, all right, let's do me. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I have never, ever spent time looking at my boyfriend's ass crack, especially up close. Um, I haven't, I haven't gotten to know that region. Okay. Um, this is so funny. And so this was all new for me, but I think it was like the high, the euphoria, what, excuse me, the euphoria, the adrenaline of it all to where I was just like, all right, I don't even care. I'm looking at your literal asshole. I'm just going to wax away and then it'll be satisfying when it's done because nothing is more satisfying than like a freshly waxed area, no matter where that is on your body. So anyway, um, I felt like an actual wax professional. I was like, wow, let's, let's do this. (laughs) So all in all, it was rather successful, but it was, it was so funny because the wax kept getting like left over. Like there were little bits of wax all over my legs and you're just supposed to use baby oil apparently to help the wax come off and it did not help. Okay. So I had wax all over like my hands and my legs and, um, and Nathan's freaking ass cheeks were literally waxed together. They were like sticking together. And, um, again, I was like, this is like, this is a new high in our relationship. You know, we have reached like ass wax level, which I don't know where that ranks among like relationship, um, you know, significant moments, but it was, it was a very special time. So anyway, now you guys know way too much about, um, the current state of Nathan's ass crack, I guess, but relatable. Can anyone please, please let me know if you've ever waxed your significant other's body? And, and this is not even in a a sexual way. It's just like, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's a very sexy activity anyway, but like, this was just practical. This was practical. And this was about cleanliness for Mr. Nathan. And um, yeah, I'm still kind of, uh, still kind of confused about the whole thing, but it's, it's, it was a time. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that story. It's fucking weird. And I'm really embarrassed that I said it. Okay. Um, (laughs) so there's that. And, um, I've kind of also related to body hair still. I don't like having my knee out like this, but oh well. We have been watching our favorite show, Naked Attraction, which for those of you who aren't in the UK, um, it's just a public, like, cable show that's like a naked dating show. Like, literal, uncensored nudity. And um, so there's six contestants who all stand in their own little colored box place. And then there's one person who just goes through and one by one gets rid of the people they're least attracted to, and then at the end, they get to go on a date, clothed, and then they decide what happens from there. And, um, I love this show for a lot of reasons. It's just funny. It's shocking. It's a nice thing to see other people's regular naked bodies, you know? Like, I know we talk about, like, body positivity or, you know, body acceptance or whatever, but, like, you really truly need a reminder once in a while that, like, there's such a wide array of natural bodies, you know? This is, like, everything from, like, tummies, legs, cellulite, body hair, boobs, genitals. (laughs) Another low of the podcast, me whispering genitals. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, like, seriously, it, it, it's important to see, like, different penises, 
different ball sacks. <laughs> Just everything that I'm voicing out loud, again, I'm like, my poor audience has never heard these words come out of my mouth into your sweet ears. So sorry. Um, but anyway, it's important. Okay. It's all right. We all have bodies. Okay. We have bodies. We have bodies. That's all. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's a great show and it's entertaining. And then, I mean, I don't know when people are actually picking, sometimes people are really shallow. Sometimes they're very surprising. Um, but it's just, it's an interesting entertaining show. But last night, I especially noted, especially after all of our hair removal escapades this week, um, I noted, like, people's body hair preferences on their partner. And so many people on the show are just, like, completely shaven, like, no pubes. The dudes, like, all shave their chests. Um, and, and very rarely do girls have any, like, armpit hair or whatever. And it's just, like... I get that a lot of people do prefer their partner to be, like, at least groomed, but I didn't know that, like, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s were, like, like, I didn't know so many people were so into the idea of being, like, virtually hairless, you know? Like, my my personal beliefs on my own body hair have changed a lot over the past few years, and they fluctuate, you know, depending on the season, depending on whatever I'm up to, um, <laughs> but, like... Oh my god. Um, I just remembered the time that I grew my body hair out, like, the most I ever had. And, um, it was a fucking nightmare to have to shave. Because one time I realized that I wanted to shave, and I was like, I'm literally gonna need, like, an entire pack of razors to be able to get through all of this. Like, you know? Where, like, the blades just cannot handle that volume of hair anymore. Hmm, good times. But yeah, it's like, I mean, personally, I don't know. I like, I like to to shave or trim or whatever once in a while. Um, but I don't know. I just, I didn't know that so many people were into, especially when it comes to pubes. Okay. Like I didn't know so many people were into completely being shaven. And it's like, again, back, back in the day, a couple years ago, I used to get Brazilians and, um, I mean, it's fun. You can always, you can always choose like a shape if you want a landing strip, if you want whatever, a little triangle. Um, but like just to me, the, like, completely shaven or waxed look is just, like, a little bit too young, you know? People say, like, you look, like, literally prepubescent. Like, it's kind of cool to have a little bit of hair. That's my opinion. Um, but of course, some hair gets in the way or, or you just don't like it personally and for whatever reason you want to trim it or shave it or whatever. But yeah, I'm always just surprised because some people, even, like, if they have, like, a, a landing strip or a cleanly managed pube area. <laughs> um, some people will be like, oh, I don't really like the pubic hair. I really prefer a bit of a shaved look. <laughs> That's my fucking British accent, by the way. And I'm just like, really? Like that tiny amount of hair bothers you? Like, I, I cannot even imagine seeing you with somebody who like, like a woman who doesn't shave her legs or something, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just fascinating to me. And again, I find myself kind of in the like middle of the road. I don't think I'm, I'm super uh, close to either side, like, hairless or super natural. But, like, I don't know. It's interesting. But, but one thing about Naked Attraction also is that they do try to include some diversity. Um, the, the people that get picked for each, like, contestant 
are based on like features that they like. So they're like, oh, everyone we picked has at least one feature that you've said you liked. So whatever. It can be like tattoos, piercings, colored hair, uh, big boobs, small boobs, <laughs> you know, fit or like a little natural, whatever. Um, but also there are, there are some people um, who will come on who are non-binary or trans or um, what is it? Polyamorous. There was one couple who was coming to look for a third person to add to their relationship. Um, so I really like seeing those episodes because again, it's it's very interesting. Sometimes they include people with various disabilities, you know, so you pe- you see people with um, prosthetics or wheelchairs or um, walking, standing sticks, all kinds of stuff. And I just think it's good to see that representation, you know, even though there's definitely a lot of um, kind of heteronormative things on the show as well. There are a lot of people who have very straightforward kind of traditional dating values or, you know, I don't know. My favorite people are the ones who come on who are like, I always date the same kind of guy. Like, I'm sick of, I'm sick of dating these guys who are all obsessed with the gym. Sorry, the accent is fucking horrendous, but it's fun to do. I date all these guys who are really, like, into their fitness, and I just want to date someone different. So it's like, I really want to find someone who's very confident in themselves, but doesn't have to have a perfect body. (laughs) And it's like, then they end up picking the one fucking meathead dude who's obsessed with going to the gym and has a perfect body, but zero fucking personality. And then they go on their date, and it's awkward. But then they're like, I think we really have a lot of chemistry. I like him. I think I might get a cheeky kiss. <laughs> and it's like, uh. The best part of the show, though, is um, so they go on the date and then a couple weeks later, they have like a follow up. And it's always so fucking awkward. Um, so I don't know if it's just the lighting, but like their their like final interview sequence is super awkward. It's just this like kind of green room with a couch and like really harsh light but people come in and they look bright red and I think part of that is them blushing but then part of that is just really unflattering lighting but anyway um they'll like reunite and it's like sometimes you know a little kiss on the cheek hi how are you oh how's it been have you guys talked did you smash um, and they're like, oh, I don't know. You haven't texted me back in three weeks. <laughs> it's fine. And he's like, yeah, I've actually found someone else. Sorry, forgot to tell you. And then they're like, you're a fucking dick. Or sometimes you'll actually get a happy ending where they're like, oh, yes, we've been together. Like, we're doing long distance. He lives in Liverpool. I live in Manchester. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's always like, <sighs> it's crazy. Because again, you know, yeah, naked attraction. You're going to find someone that you're very surface level attracted to but that doesn't always translate to getting along well and that definitely doesn't translate to a full relationship I've seen very very few episodes where you know they've actually gotten together officially like they've they've there are quite a few episodes where they're like yeah we we spent the night together (laughs) and then he didn't text me back the next day and so anyway (laughs) what a fucking show dude I just want to keep practicing my British accent. It's not very good right now. You got to wait. Um, Here's the problem, actually. In my head, I have so many different accents. The funny thing is, I think I've adjusted to definitely like Nathan's family. But um, again, I've been watching a lot of like British reality shows and like documentaries and stuff. So I've been hearing a variety of British accents. Um, Or just, you know, accents from the UK. I don't know. I never know what what's 
correct to call what? I'm like, are you English or British? Does this all classify as British or what? What? Anyway, in my head, I, I am, I can like hear them, but then I, I try to rec- replicate them out loud and it's like, I just can't fucking do it. And it makes me so upset because in my mind, my accent's really good and I could nail it. And then I speak out loud and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, I'm like, Nathan, would you like a cup of tea? You want one one lump of sugar? Fucking, oh, this is horrendous. For those of you who live in the UK, I am so sorry. This is probably absolutely like pouring ears. What? I was going to say, like, pouring acid in your ears, but then I fucked it up. It's a little bit like, like, I don't really know the difference between one thing and another, but, like, I could go and I could do an accent like this, and I'm like, does this sound like someone from London or what? I don't really know. Oh, what is my favorite thing to say? And Nathan fucking hates when I do it. He'll say something to me, and I'll be like, what? (laughs) What? What? And he's just like, why? And I'm like, what? What? What's your problem? What? What do you think? Um, let me know how my British accent is. I've been working on it. Um, I imagine, I imagine in the future, um, you know, my accent becoming some, some horrendously magical mix of Californian, Orange County, like Valley Girl almost, with the vocal fry, and then whatever I picked up in New Orleans, which is probably not much, and then a little bit of French if I continue to practice it, and then like some kind of mishmash of of an English accent. I would love to hear what my voice sounds like. It's just a little bit confusing because like I don't really know like where I live, like where you currently say that I'm residing. Oh, I also forgot New York. Duh. Gotta throw the Long Island accent in there. All I can ever think of when I think of a Long Island accent is like And we're talking about my daughter. Like, I'm taking my daughter to camp. And we were looking at the camp website, and I'm taking my daughter. It's always daughter. Like, that's the only (laughs) exaggerated word that I can hear in my head when I'm trying to, like, isolate what a Long Island mom sounds like to me. My daughter. (laughs) My daughter. (laughs) There there are some words um, where I can hear myself saying them with a different accent and I'm like excuse me where is this coming from but I kind of like it it's like a fun little little mishmash of everything so that's that what else can I talk about for the last couple minutes I don't know I'm gonna take a break and then we'll be right back okay make sure you call your daughter make sure you call your mother today she's a lovely Jewish woman this is horrendous this sounds so bad I'm offending everyone I'm also speaking really closely to the microphone uh, je suis désolée. <laughs> I need to stop. And we're back. The last thing that I remembered to mention is that I've been hitting the freaking gym, bitch. Um, not really voluntarily. So, uh, spoiler alert, we're going on a tropical vacation, which is really funny because that's not what I expected uh, from my trip to England during the winter at all. Uh, but yeah, we're freaking going on a cruise, dude. It really hasn't hit me yet. Um, Nathan's family has gone on many cruises. They've, they've gone on a shit ton of vacations. And I just did not, uh, I didn't grow up 
in the sort of family that goes on elaborate vacations, especially not cruises. I don't know. But um, yeah, so like to me, cruises have always been this very like foreign thing where I'm like, dude, that's bougie as fuck. Like I'm never going on a cruise. But actually my parents were just saying that they wanted to go on a cruise with me and Nathan someday. So I'm like, all right, hit me up, mom. Um, But anyway, this is my first ever cruise and we're going on a cruise, which is so weird. Um, I'm like, first of all, I did not pack anything for warm weather. I'm going to have to literally go shopping to be able to have clothes to wear on the cruise, which total first world problem. Um, and then at the same time, we have to plan all of our Christmas stuff, like, because we leave like a little bit before Christmas and everything's got to be ready when we get back. So I'm like, oh shit, Christmas shopping. Ugh shit like everything is hitting the fan all at once in a good way um but yeah it's like that that I need to get somewhat fit I guess to look good on this cruise and that is such a such a basic thing to say but it's like dude I was not planning on wearing a bikini for another like six months and the thought of putting one on a couple weeks from now oh that's got me shook it's like I don't know I guess I don't have to wear a bathing suit but whatever also personal fitness is a good thing so Nathan had been saying he's like I want to hit the gym I want to lose this belly we both have bellies right now we're just like we were peak lazy and just eating whatever we wanted and now it's hitting us so he's like he's like I just want to get in shape I'm gonna do a lot of cardio I'm gonna lose this weight We'll, we'll work on uh, muscle building later on, but I just want to lose this fat first. And I'm like, hell yeah, I totally agree. And then he's like, do you want to go to the gym? And I'm like, no. <laughs> when anyone asks me if I want to go to the gym, of course I'm going to say no. I never, ever want to go to the gym. Will I, though? <sighs> sure. That's my reaction every time. Um, like I'll be in the middle of something. Um, and Nathan will be like, I'm going to the gym. Do you want to go? And I'm like, now? And he's like, you don't have to go. I'll go by myself. And I'm like, wait, I guess I'll go. And then I put on my leggings and I go to the freaking gym. Um, I don't know. I've been a little bit scared to work out because again, as I said, I have literally such low energy that like the thought of exerting myself physically and possibly taking all the energy that I have, the little amount, um, scares me. And also I'm a stupid dehydrated bitch and, um, I just feel like shit when I work out. (laughs) Oops. But anyway, um, I don't know. It's like, like people are always like, oh, well, you know, when you're out of shape, it doesn't feel great to work out, but you're going to feel better after you're going to get in shape. But then I'm like, I don't think this is just the normal, like I'm out of shape feeling. Like, I feel like I'm like dying and I'm dizzy and disoriented when I'm working out. And that's very not enjoyable. But anyway, I've been making moves. We've bought our like one month, like monthly uh, gym membership for while we're here. And the gym is so close by that it's like, just fucking go, you know, go spend 45 minutes, do a little sweating, do a little stretching, a little, a little muscle. uh, (laughs) You can tell I go to the gym a lot. Do a little muscling. Okay. So yeah, I've gone to the gym a couple times now. (laughs) Am I sore? Yes. Yesterday we we played squash. Okay. Racquetball. I just burped as I said that. Racquetball. That sounded like a like a New York-y kind of accent. Yeah. Squash. I'm like, okay. It was a little disorienting to be in that room with the bright ass lights and like the balls fucking flying all over the place. Um, 
it was fun. My arm was getting very sore. And I was like, oh, I wish I could try with my left hand because I'm right-handed. Uh, but my left hand is useless. Like, that arm can't do shit, especially not coordinated sports. So um, we had a fun time yesterday. But other than that, you know, we've been doing the usual um, just simple workout. It's a very, like, small gym, the location that we go to. But it's kind of nice because it's, like, there's not a lot of room to, like, get lost or be lazy because it's such a small space that you feel like people are always looking at you. <laughs> I get there and I'm like so self-conscious because I'm like, I don't even have any cute Gymshark like leggings, you know? <laughs> Fucking Gymshark, dude. Like, are you a fitness influencer? You have to wear your Gymshark. Um, I don't have any nice like fitness attire at all. And I'm not the type of person to really wear like athleisure clothing. Excuse me? Clothing. In my daily life. So I just don't have any of that shit. It's definitely worth investing in, especially if you actually do work out. But again, I'm not far enough into this to invest a bunch of money in the outfits. Um, I gotta show up and do the work first. But anyway, um, I've got my like basic ass, excuse me, <laughs> basic ass leggings on and like a, a regular t-shirt. Like, bitch, again, I'm like Gymshark girls wear their freaking high-waisted leggings and, like, a cute matching sports bra. And I'm like, you literally show up to the gym not wearing a shirt? Like, I get that you're fit, but, like, wouldn't wearing, like, a shirt, even if it's, like, a light tank top or something, like, wouldn't that be okay? But, or is it just for the Instagram? I don't know. Um, anyway, so I show up wearing a normalized outfit, and I'm, like, oh, self-conscious about it. I'm like, I hope nobody looks at me. But mostly it's, like, when I start doing any kind of basic cardio, my heart rate shoots the fuck up. Like, I can be walking and I have a high-ass heart rate. And I'm like, oh, God. Um, and then I get scared that I'm getting, like, prematurely sweaty, if that exists. Or I look a little too red. And my stupid ass, this is how unfamiliar I am with the gym, my stupid ass thinks that other people who are working out are going to see me working out and go, that dumb bitch is sweaty. That bitch is red-faced. And I'm like, oh, everybody looks like that when they're working out. And if you don't, you're probably not working out hard enough. Hmm. But anyway, still, the, the self-defeating thoughts get in your head and they're like, everyone's looking at you and you're going like a speed three on the treadmill. Like you're literally walking. Um, it doesn't help that at this gym, they play, I think it's called Antique Roadshow. I just assume that what it, that's what it was. I haven't actually ever watched that show until I guess now at the gym. Um, so I'm like doing my like light warm up on either the treadmill or that like that fucking roller skatey kind of machine. I don't know what it's called, but like, yeah, you have to do this like gliding motion. I've never used it before. It's not like an elliptical. It's like a, it's like rollerblading or like ice skating. Um, I used that for the first time and my fucking legs were sore for like three days. It was the hardest thing. It was so good on my freaking thighs. I need to use it again, to be honest, but I'm just intimidated by it. But anyway, I'm going along these little machines or maybe like jumping on the spin bike or like the regular bike. Um, but low key, I'm only watching the TV. So Antique Roadshow was on and I was like, the only thing that's keeping me on this machine is the fact that I have to finish this episode. I have to know what happens and then I'll move on. Um, so that's kind of good. You know, TV's in the gym. Very motivating. I'm also working on my workout playlist for the first time so far so that you can get my my vibe. Um, I always kind of have like more of like a running kind of cardio based um, workout playlist. So I like like big songs that have like a nice 
ballady kind of feel to them. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, you know, cause I, I, I'll, I'll search on Spotify, like workout playlist and people put on this like hard ass rap or like intense music. It's probably just dudes who are in the gym, like lifting weights, like, ah, I gotta listen to rap. Um, but anyway, <laughs> mine are like, here you go. I have very few songs on here so far. Usually, usually on my list, Fergalicious. Abso-fucking-lutely. That's a fucking banger. Also, the song My Body by Young the Giant, I think. It's a great song, especially because it, I think it says, like, my body tells me no, but I won't quit because I want more. And that's, like, my, my, excuse me. How many times have I fucked up what I'm saying and then said, excuse me? A lot. Um, it's my running song because it keeps me motivated. But this time I wanted to try something new. I have Send My Love by Adele. That song is a fucking bop. Send my love to you. I really shouldn't try to sing it. Um, that song just gets me fucking like bouncing around and it's just a fun song. And it's kind of like a sassy song, obviously. Um, also by Adele, Set Fire to the Rain because like while I'm walking on that treadmill and already sweating my ass off... I set fire to the fucking rain and it just gets me going. Then I have Chandelier by Sia. Um, another bop. Elastic Heart, which yeah, okay, that works. And then by Hozier, Nina Cried Power, which is a fucking bop. If you haven't heard it yet, it's like one of my favorite songs right now. It's so fucking good. Um, but yeah, those are, that's my workout playlist so far. It's only got a few songs on it. Um, cause I think I'm just going to keep looking through music and then figure out like what fits the vibe, test them out as I'm working out and then we'll see if it's working. What else do I have lately? Oh, I made a playlist, um, called Guilty Pleasure Pop that I listen to on a lot of my flights for some reason. It's a fucking lot of Demi Lovato. I didn't think I was a fan of Demi Lovato until I realized how many of her fucking songs I low-key love. Um, some of my faves. Cool for the Summer. No fucking joke, I played the episode game with Demi Lovato. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't know, I'm embarrassed. Um, but that fucking song was, like, one of the background songs, and it's just, like, stuck in my head forever. And then some Selena-ass Gomez... <laughs> And then Ariana Grande, a fucking course. Um, and then a couple Lana songs, but that's not my guilty pleasure pop. Like, I always love Lana, okay? But, um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know why I've been in that kind of vibe recently, but there's that. Uh, the other day, I saw a playlist on Spotify called All Out Tens, and I was in the bathroom. Um, I think I was about to brush my teeth or something. And I literally went, oh, no. And Nathan's like, what? And I was like, uh, I'm fine. And then I came out and I was like, I just saw a playlist that's all out tens. And he's like, what does that mean? And I was like, you know, like the decade. <laughs> I was like, the decade, the 2010s. We're almost at the end of that to where you can literally make a throwback playlist. Like, I don't know. I don't know why that's so baffling to me, but like, we're almost done with the 2010s. I don't know. Like, I I get if you're, like, all out 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, but, like, 2010, I mean, we're still in the decade, but it just seems too weird to be closing out this decade already, even though, you know, I'm done. I'm ready for 2020, okay, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it just blew my fucking mind. And there's there's some interesting shit on there. And I'm, I'm kind of interested because I'm like, have I been keeping up with the songs of this decade? 
I don't know. Like, have I been following along with the artists who are going to be known as, like, the most influential? I don't know. I also realized neatly that my elementary and middle school years fit into the 2000s and then high school through college, hopefully graduating, fits into the 2010s. Because for me, I graduated eighth grade middle school in 2010. And I was born in 95, which means I was five years old in 2000, which is when I started kindergarten. So I'm like, oh, that's neat. That's very neat. That's for some reason satisfying, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, back to the main point. I'm going to the gym, okay? I'm going to get um, maybe some muscles. I'm not sure about that. I would love, um, yeah, mostly just work on my belly. Sorry, I'm burping as always. Um, all right, well, that's the freaking end of the podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed my embarrassing goddamn story. Um, please, please message me on Instagram if you have a familiar experience. Excuse me. The theme music was starting too early. I also realized um, other podcasts have producers, okay? Like, I'm the only person... Just kidding. I'm an amateur. A lot of people record their own podcasts alone. Um, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, and they always have a producer, you know, if you're a professional, because your producer handles all the shit for you so that the host can just sit and talk. And they get to, like, have the little host, like, host, (laughs) I almost said host podcast, host, producer, fun little banter relationship. And I want that, you know, I'm like, who could be my producer? But then I'm like, I don't need a producer. Like they would, they would straight up exist just to be sitting here watching me record this. And there's like almost no other purpose for them. But I just, I would really like it. Okay. So maybe someday if this show ever really makes me uh, some coin and I can afford to pay someone to also work on the show, I'll have a producer and we can talk to each other. But anyway, let me tell you a couple of those shows I've been listening to. Might as well. Mostly, I've been listening to Megan Rinks's podcast, Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. She always has guests, and they just get, you know, callers, and they, they leave a little message, and then they answer the questions, and I, I just love that. I love it. I love Megan. She's great. Um, I think she's really good at dealing with a lot of uh, relationship and sex questions, because unlike me, she's she can talk about things without making it fucking uncomfortable. Like, if she was waxing her boyfriend's ass, she would just say it instead of um, getting really scared about people hearing her talk about waxing her boyfriend's ass. You know? (laughs) I'm fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've been listening to that. And then also, um, congratulations with Chris D'Elia. I convinced, I convinced... Nathan to be a fan of Chris D'Elia. even though he mainly only likes his podcast, he's not convinced that he's a fan of his stand-up yet, but Chris D'Elia is, like, one of my favorite comedians, and, um, yeah, Nathan will be like, hey, let's listen to some Chris D'Elia. and I'm like, oh my god, when Bay wants to listen to the same comedy podcast as you, how sweet. Oh my god. I'm really fucking sad because I accidentally stopped myself from recording And I was just on a little rant about, um, something, and now I can't even remember. So, whatever. (laughs) God damn it, that's annoying. Actually, wait, I have it on the video, I guess. I could put it in there. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, please subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you leave me a review and maybe I'll read it next week. 
please be nice to me because I don't think I can handle very much more criticism, but I appreciate your criticism because it's honest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye.